Welcome to Brothers in Song, listeners. Season's greetings. It's our final show of 2023. Joe, how is the holiday season going so far? Making preparations? You know, I... I went into my garage today and I saw a bunch of boxes and I realized all the stuff I have to put together and it's not looking great. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, ah, forgot we bought that. Oh, assembly is required on that one too. (laughs) You know, do you know where your Allen wrench set is? Um, (laughs) well, Dan, you probably don't even want to know how many Allen wrench sets I have, but I have a lot. (laughs) <laughs> a lot. I even have one of those fancy dancy ones that have like every size Allen wrench you could ever need. And it's all in that one little like Swiss Army knife type thing, but it's all Allen wrenches. Oh my gosh. You never know. You never know yeah. when you're going to need that but, sort of stuff. Yeah. But season's greetings to you, my friend. And um, yeah, you know, it's been, it's been obviously a busy time of year. Uh, we had our holiday concert last Thursday for our daughter, who's in fifth grade, and um, it went well. Um, you know, just keep keep trucking along. Kids are kids are really getting excited for for Christmas time. That's good. That's good. Um, as listeners may remember, my son is a little bit older. He's in high school. Uh, you know, I think he enjoys Christmas, but he, you know, he's not making a list of stuff that he wants and <laughs> all that sort of thing. So, so it's a little bit different around here, but yeah, we still, we still find. But you got your tree up, it. right? You got your your nice, nice artificial tree set up and ready to go, or what? Well, I've got a tapestry on the wall <laughs> because. I think one of the cats would annihilate the tree. Annihilate the tree. <laughs> one of the so one of the cats, the older cat, would just you know not care at all. You know, might mm. smell it. Generally, doesn't pay pay too much attention to what's going on. But the other one would get very curious. I'm sure. Yeah. Well, we got we are. I well, I I'm. Not, not that our parents don't do. Our parents have this, you know, probably for 40 plus years, they've been getting a 10 plus foot Christmas tree. And so um, I'm trying to continue that tradition in my own home. So we got a 12 footer this year. We got it the day before Thanksgiving and um, we have a little puppy now. So we put up a gate around it uh, <laughs> before we had some friends over in the early part of December. And then, you know, kind of watched him carefully but he actually is very little interest in the tree so that's that's a good thing because i was worried about that yeah it just looks like a bunch of sticks to them so i yeah i suppose so on to the task at hand mm-hmm. um this is our our, our year-end episode of sorts and we're and we're taking a little bit of a different approach um most uh year-end programming takes into account like everything that's happened over the course of the year. And with us, we decided to talk about some music that we've been listening to um, outside of the show, stuff that we've kind of 
more organically gained an interest in uh, over the year um, or have been listening to a lot over the course of, of the year. Um, because I'm sure our faithful listeners have listened to all the episodes and they can go back and, and, and listen to their favorites. Um, hopefully that's a New Year's Eve tradition that's starting to pick up steam with our listeners. Uh, listen to your favorite Brothers in Song episode when midnight strikes or something. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so we're, we're just going to talk about a, a few a few things that are of interest to us that that have kind of been on our radar this year that we haven't had a chance to to talk about. And uh, I guess uh, I'm going to go first, right? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Kick us off, please. Okay. So faithful listeners may uh, may remember that I have I've mentioned this band a couple times on the show, um, a band called Sleep Token. Um, I went and saw them in concert uh, back in the fall. They're a very kind of up-and-coming uh, metal band. Um, and I paid an extortionate amount of money to see them in said concert. Um, but, you know, every once in a while you got to indulge like that. And, um, you know, they are ostensibly a metal band, but they're actually kind of genreless, I would say. Mm. Um, and I picked a song for Joe to to listen to uh, from their latest album that I thought would more or less encapsulate their versatility, um, show off their pop side, their moody side, and also sprinkle in some metal guitars. Mm-hmm. Um the song I wanted to give you is over seven minutes long, but uh, <laughs> I'm trying to get you to sort of like follow a trail of breadcrumbs that will eventually convince you to, uh, you know, to see their virtue. Um, so I, I didn't think that was the best place to start. Mm. Um, so so this song is is Granite. It's off their most recent release, uh, Take Me Back to Eden. And um, I'm very curious to know what you uh, thought of this, Joe. Well, I have to say, before you started introducing me to this sort of stuff, uh, I used to think all metal music kind of sounded the same. And just to take a small little tangent, I'm curious if if you thought uh, a lot of opera just sounded the same, because obviously, you know, from my perspective, it's all very different. But for somebody who's not as familiar with it, it could seem like it's all similar. Um but I have to say, with Sleep Token, they have a very distinct sound that's that, as you properly described, is kind of unique to them. And it's not necessarily, you know, going to fit into one of those even like super sub 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 genres of metal music. It's kind of its own its own thing. And um you know, I, I, I did like this because I think it's like a good example of of the type of music that they make and and again it doesn't always take you to the place that you would expect it um and so so i i appreciate this one my only sort of comment or question for you is i don't think i have the fortitude to go see them in concert (laughs) so i'm trying to think of like is there a way to 
you know, incorporate it into like a workout playlist or, um, you know, a way to listen to it where it's not just like, hey, Joe, can you listen to this for the podcast? And I'm curious if you have any ideas. Oh, geez. Like, I don't know. I mean, because like I could probably I, I probably need like five to ten minutes a month of metal in my life and I'm just not getting yeah. enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I could I could recommend a few songs that you could that you could put that would be more uh, workout friendly. Um, yeah. This one is kind of like some dark. Uh, uh, like some dark moody pop, you know, and they didn't have to, like I think the song could have been a successful. Uh, you know, a successful song without the the heavy guitars but you know kind of what i like about them is that they maintain the you know the strong songwriting and the strong melodies even with those very low down tuned guitars which can mm-hmm. like at times become almost atonal in certain yeah yeah certain yeah. metal music um but uh yeah i can i can give you a few more um, mm-hmm. but yeah, this one's just like super catchy and, um, you know, you can actually sing along with it. It's, uh, you know, so, so it's, so it's a fun one for sure. Yeah. It's definitely more accessible, um, than, than some stuff can, can be. And, um, and, and, and I'm curious you know, obviously you went to go see them. So was this sort of part of your regular listening to Sleep Token or was it something that you like heard new when you went to go see, see them? Oh, no, I was already very, very familiar, familiar with, with this that. one. And, and yeah. they did play it at the concert because it was one of the singles in the lead up to the album, the album release. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I've never been to a concert like that where everybody around you is singing so loud that you it's like almost uh overwhelming the the sound that's coming from the band yeah yeah Um, wow uh, that's cool yeah yeah so yeah that that was a fun experience because i i don't even know anyone who knows who this band is in real life and then to go to a show with like 500 you know like a club show so it's like 500 people yeah and, yeah, yeah. Um, and now they're playing radio city music hall in the spring and um you know if i have a, a random 300 dollars fall into my lap maybe i'll go see them again but <laughs> i don't know <laughs> but uh Glad glad you found a way to appreciate that one. Um, mm-hmm. So, Joe, uh, what what was your first pick? This is obviously like a complete 180 from what we were just discussing. <laughs> um, so um, so I, I I appreciate you indulging me, but um, I think you would have to be living under a rock not to have heard this song this year because it's been so ubiquitous and popular, and it's Dua Lipa's "Dance the Night Away," right and yeah, it's from the Barbie movie, which I haven't seen, and that's not intentional. I just like haven't gotten around to it. But you know, obviously, it was a huge piece of pop culture this year. 
Um, and I think songs like this and the rest of the soundtrack really played a role in making it such a phenomenon. And I think Dua Lipa's great. She's a great pop singer, has, you know, a lot of fun songs. And, you know, again, my 10-year-old daughter, you can't escape this type of music mm-hmm. when when you end up driving them here and there and everywhere. So, um, so this is one uh, that I really liked and, you know, it's catchy. And even when you hear it for the nth time you're still like kind of not mad about it because it's just so uh vivacious i guess for lack of a better word what what do you think about this one well i had managed to avoid it because i don't have a 10 year old daughter and i don't listen to the radio and i didn't see the barbie movie so i had not there you go there you go Um, living (laughs) under a rock as i as i I presume um but while i was listening to this I, i kept i kept thinking this reminds me of something, but what is it? Mm-hmm. it? It took me a minute, but then I realized it's, it definitely feels like it's influenced by late 90s, early 2000s pop, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like Spice Girls sure. yeah, kind yeah. of thing. Um, and um, it's interesting because I think some of that stuff was influenced by disco and now mm-hmm. the music from the 2000s is influencing music now because lo and behold that stuff is 20 years old right, right and right. um i i love the strings it's got yeah like those disco era strings mm-hmm. and like people don't think of string sections when they think of disco usually i i don't believe but there are a lot of strings in disco yeah um but uh yeah so i thought so i thought that was cool um and yeah i don't i don't mind this i don't mind this at all yeah um i i'm pr- i'm probably not going to go seek it out but if i hear this out somewhere i'm like okay yeah i can understand the appeal for sure yeah um yeah nothing nothing wrong with that and um you know especially if you've got young kids you know, listening to this is way better than listening to, you know, Baby Shark. <laughs> which, yeah, I, I mean, which I you could listen of, to, like, like. I uh, hope we're out of that phase of my household, but yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I, I know, I see your point. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's really well produced. It's got a decent melody. Uh, you know, so I, I definitely get it. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, it's a fun one. And, um, you know, I'm sure they'll be playing it at lots of New Year's Eve parties this year. So, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> right. Right. That's a, that's a classic. Uh, well, not classic because it's new, but like totally could be a new classic party song. So. Um, all right, Danny, what's up for what's your next choice for us for something that's tickled your fancy this year? So a another another metal band. Um, another band that I saw in concert this year, I saw them back in May, and that's a band called Spirit Box. They're from mm-hmm. Canada. Um, and they're, they're, they're very different than Sleep Token, but what's similar about them is that they do, they do metal, but it's very distinctive, and, and you can tell that there are other influences there. Um, they're led by a husband and wife 
Mm-hmm. Um, Mike Stringer is the lead guitar player, and Courtney LaPlante is the vocalist. And uh, she incorporates both screamed vocals and sung elements. Um, sometimes she switches back and forth in the same song. But this song is, again, if not for the heavy guitars, is very pop. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it feels like a throwback to the 80s to me. Yeah. Um, like Pat Benatar or something. Um, what would you think of this one? Well, it's funny you should say that because I've I thought it was poppy, too. But and, and by the way, I was not familiar with this group at all. I mean, I'm sure that you've told me that you were going to see them, but like I did not recall that. Um, and like the number one thing in my notes from this track is just like energy. Mm-hmm. And it's like and it's. This is why I, I like am still like have an open mind about the style of music is because when it's not overwhelming, it really has this like exciting feel to it and mm-hmm. it can get really complex and really um, just have like this huge uh, like wall of sound coming at you and I liked how they still had like the melodic elements of some pop pop themes uh, woven in throughout this track. It was it was pretty cool. And again, like I have not ever listened to anything by them. So if nothing else, it was a new experience for me. Yeah, they definitely are kind of um, all over the place and and. But also kind of have their core sound Mm -hmm. and. You know, this this is from an EP that was just released and, you know, just just when I thought like, oh, OK, well, they're they're going more toward like. A pop slash metal thing. And then the EP came out and the opening trap track is just hard as fuck. And, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, OK, well, you just don't you just never know. They just kept keep you guessing. And um uh, Courtney LaPlan is, is great with her versatility and her singing voice is different than a lot of like female metal singers who like when they do their clean singing, it's like very, uh, it's like very forward and very like nasal, mm-hmm. like almost like a pop punk thing. But her voice is like this velvety alto. Mm-hmm. Um that uh, I really like. So yeah. that's that. Yeah. Uh, all right, Joe. Next up from you. So this is uh, a song by Ed Sheeran that, we, and obviously we've we've touched on Ed Sheeran before, and he's certainly somebody that I I really enjoy a lot of his news music, and um, it actually this song, a beautiful game that I sent to you, Dan, is from. It's not on any of his albums, and it was written uh, exclusively for the finale of the show, Ted Lasso, um, which is a great show about, like, this fictional British soccer team against an American football coach. Um, it's hilarious. It's fun. It's a lot of, a lot of good things from it. Um, and he wrote this song exclusively for that, for that show, and 
coincidentally, the opening theme song was actually written by Mumford's and Sons, which is another, uh, you know, group that we've talked about on this on this podcast. And I don't know. This is just like a great Ed Sheeran song. It's easy to listen to. Um, it touches on a lot of different themes that, you know, I think are are true about love, true about life. And, uh, you know, once I heard it for the first time, it was kind of a bit of an earworm for me. And so that's what made me kind of, you know, get it on my uh, into my sort of usual rotation. I've listened to it a lot over the last, I don't know, probably three or four months. What do you think about this one, Dan? Well, I I appreciate um, songs about love that, that have a bit of nuance to them. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a time and place for songs that are, you know, kind of gushing about being in love or or love songs where you're like, where the, the singer's like wallowing in misery over a breakup. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, but as anyone who, who's been in a long-term relationship knows, like, while, while, while there is a time and place for those songs, it's like all the stuff in the middle is a lot more complicated than that. Sure. And, yeah. um, you know, and I, and I appreciate the way that Ed Sheeran, um, you know, expresses those sentiments and um, and I appreciate that the title is also a soccer reference. Yes. Um, which which goes well with with Ted Lasso, mm-hmm. um, which I have not seen all of. I've seen episodes here and there, which I know is like not really the point because there is a story <laughs> arc in there. But um, there is, but it's not that complicated. You can kind of right. pop in and out. And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and I wonder, uh, which came first, the, the, the song itself or let's find a good soccer reference and write a song around it. Mm, Fair enough. Fair (laughs) enough. um, Yeah. 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 But in any case, um, no, it's, it's, it's a good song. Uh, It's well-written and, um, again, like the Dua Lipa song, uh, it's bound to have some some universal appeal. Sure. All right, my friend, what else do you got up for us? Is it more metal? No, is it, not is exactly. Is it metal on metal? Not exactly, right? <laughs> not exactly. So the next song we're going to be talking about is uh, a song by Chelsea Wolf called Be All Things. I have not seen her in concert, but I am going to see her in concert in March. Uh, she's got a new album out. Or actually, the new album hasn't come out yet. Um, but this is from her most recent album um, that's available, uh, which came out in 2019. Um, and uh, in general, her her sort of general musical aesthetic is kind of gothy, kind of moody, kind of spooky. Mm-hmm. Um, she's got a bit of uh, Susie and the Banshees to mm-hmm. her at times. And, you know, she expresses, you know, that type of, uh, or gives you that type of mood in a variety of different ways. Like sometimes her music is a little bit more electronic. She has dabbled in some metal sounds. Mm. Um, This one is more of like a moody folk song um, uh, with with acoustic guitar. And... uh, yeah, I just love the atmosphere she creates and 
Uh, I love the strings on this and um, I'm, I'm very curious to know your thoughts on it as well. Yeah, I think Moody Folk Song is is exactly the right description for this. I, I liked it a lot. I I know you've mentioned Chelsea Wolf before to me, but this is again another one where it's like, I would like to listen to more music of this. By the way, when when and where is that show? I'm just curious. Oh, it's in um it's in New York City. It's in March. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so, but um, not that I'm inviting myself because I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but I'm just like I would be very curious to see her in concert because, as you mentioned, she does have you know a lot of different musical influences and it's one thing to put those into you know a recording session in a studio and kind of experiment and then create some stuff i think it's like totally different to see how somebody would sort of shift um a live performance by having you know a lot of different you know influences obviously the music is still her own but um you know, to go to something that's a little bit more, you know, electronic or metal and then to have like a quiet moment to, um, you know, showcase the ability that she shows on a track like this. I think that'd be really interesting to see in person. So um, so I'll, if nothing else, I look forward to listening to your review on that experience because I'm sure it's going to be uh, pretty interesting. Yeah, and you just never know what's going to happen with with some of the smaller mm-hmm. artists, um, because you know, like a Taylor Swift can, oh yeah, you yeah. know, just bring in bring in the the eighteen wheelers full of stuff, mm-hmm, you know, and mm-hmm. do exactly what she wants for every single song, and you know, sometimes you go and see a smaller artist, and they just kind of have to problem solve. Mm-hmm. And be like, okay, well, what's the best way to appreciate, or not to appreciate? What's the best way to execute this song with the resources that we have? Right. right. Um, so yeah, so I'm I'm interested. Uh, well, and, I'm looking forward and, to that concert as well. Yeah, and I'm sure that they're, um, you know, playing in all types of different venues. You know, from you know bigger places to club shows and even if it's all sort of quote unquote club shows, they're all super, they're all different. So it's kind of like, what do we got in this place? Where are we going? And yeah. And then it's a lot of, you know, creative thinking on the spot, I'm sure. So, uh, so yeah, but, uh, but I like this, I, I like this track and, and I do think even, um, even if we don't necessarily do a full Chelsea Wolf episode, this is something I'll probably, you know, when I have a free moment, maybe explore on my own a little bit more. Cool, cool. Well, I'm glad you liked that one. Mm-hmm. What's what's up next from you, Joe? Okay, so for this one, this is like so far, uh, you know, been pretty mainstream stuff that I've brought to you. But uh, this one is a little bit off the beaten path, and it's a group called T3. And I think I'm getting this right, but they were on America's Got Talent, but I I really noticed them on Instagram and they, you know, would do these, you know, two, three minute videos, not even probably more like, you know, a minute and a half to three minutes where 
it's three guys, three tenors, three really great voices, and they make their own arrangements of all types of music, mostly pop, but they've definitely done some music theater. Um, and so that is what this one is, and it's uh, Bring Him Home from Les Miserables. And, um, you know, that's a song that both you and I have spent many hours with, and uh, I thought this arrangement was super cool. Uh, it's very restrained, but uh, just quite beautiful. And it's kind of interesting to hear it sung with three voices, because obviously in the show, it's one voice with like a very minimalistic arrangement underneath it. Um, and so I like this, and I thought it was kind of a good example of some of the stuff they do. They do other stuff that's like a little bit more high-flying and a little bit more fun. Uh but uh, what do you think of this? I feel like I've I've sent you clips of them here and there over the last year, so I was I wanted to give give us a chance to talk about it on the pod. Yeah, it's it's interesting that you use the word re- restraint, and um, I think that's key here yeah. because if you know the show, like the moment the moment is dramatic enough. Mm-hmm. You know, and the song requires a high degree of of skill, particularly sure, with, with breath control and mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. And you know the the moment in the show and the way the song is written is dramatic enough and emotional enough. Mm-hmm. So I could see some contemporary people getting their hands on this song. And like, you know, I don't know if gilding the lily is the right expression, but like just going way, way, way too, too much um, with like way too much ornamentation or or something. Um, But it it is a beautiful interpretation and, um, you know, the harmonies are great. And that's something that you don't get with the original, like you said. So that's kind of the interesting part. So I presume that most people who listen to this already know the song quite well, you know, like you and me. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> I, would, I would hope so, yeah. So it's very impressive with the the skill of the singer and the way that they execute the song, but also it's impressive in the decision-making process where they're able to make the song their own without ruining it for for back of a, mm-hmm. lack of a better phrase yeah yeah no i i completely agree with that they they certainly put their own stamp on it and i think you know for the vast majority of them it really is you know exactly what a cover should be it's interesting it's you know remaining uh ha- having real fidelity to the original version but but again, put it, putting your own spin on it, which if you're not going to do that, then it's kind of like, well, what's the point of covering a song? So um, they hit it on the mark in, in many of the things that they've that they've put out over the last year. And, and this is certainly one of them. So I, I I thought it was a fun one for us to listen to together. All right, my friend. Bring us home. What do we, what do we got <laughs> as, our la- as our last choice? Yeah. Oh, that was a, that was a missed opportunity. We should have. We should have left that one for last. <laughs> You're going to make that pun. Um, the last thing we've got here is a collaboration between 
a group known as Krungbin and Leon Bridges. The song is called Texas Sun. Um, this one is a recent discovery. Mm-hmm. Uh, Krungbin, are, they're a trio from Texas, and they do mostly instrumental stuff. And mm-hmm. the, they'll do rock, country, folk, jazz, and, and just kind of put their own spin on it. And a few years ago, they collaborated on a couple of EPs with Leon Bridges. Uh, they're called Texas Sun and Texas Moon. Mm. And um, this has led me to want to check out Leon Bridges a little bit more because I was aware of him, but didn't really know anything about him. But I just love his voice. Mm. Um, it's it's perfect for this song. It's got a warmth to it that's great for the message of the song. Um, I love the guitar player's guitar tone and all the mm-hmm. cool little embellishments that he's doing in this song um, that are like deceptively complex. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, and it turns a, a well-written but pretty straightforward folk slash country song into something really interesting. Um, and I thought this was going to be like a softball for you. And I wonder if I'm, if I'm right. <laughs> well, first of all, uh, no notes on your comments. Like I 100% agree with all of that. Like, yeah. Um, just like an amazing, beautiful folk song with great instrumentation around it. His voice is great. Um, I need to, like, this was my favorite of the ones that you sent me, uh, obviously. <laughs> you knew that <laughs> when, when, when you sent that to me. Um, but, yeah, just so easy. And that, that's, again, something I, I, I probably say every, every you know, third podcast. Like, just when a voice is easy, it just makes it so much more accessible and so much more likely that you're going to enjoy it because you're like oh it sounds so easy they're doing exactly what they want to do with it and they're storytelling with their voice and um you know he's he's a great artist and and uh you know very much looking forward to uh looking back at some of his old stuff and and certainly going to try to follow his progress uh going forward now that i have been introduced to him because he's he's great he's really great and and definitely somebody I think would be fun to listen to in person. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is um, this could could definitely be a a future episode for us um, since we both like our initial impressions of him a lot. And um, uh, yeah, so we could could definitely take a listen to some Leon Bridges on this here show. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, with that, you know, those are those are some of our additional bonus picks uh, for the year uh, of stuff that we've enjoyed. And, um, you know, another year is come and gone. We're we're still we're still uh, plugging away with this with this podcast and, um, you know, enjoying putting out episodes whenever we can. And we appreciate everyone who who decides to listen um, and from our family to yours, dear listeners, we wish you a safe and happy holiday season and a prosperous new year um, with whatever you're, you're deciding to celebrate or whatever your, your plans are. And um, we will see you sometime in 2024.
Absolutely. Well, it's a labor of love, my friend. So uh, very much enjoyed doing this one and, and all the ones that we've put out this year. And uh, happy holidays, everybody. Brothers in Song is written and produced by Joseph Collin and Daniel Collin and edited by Daniel Collin. To keep up with the latest news, follow us on Instagram at Brothers in Song. Until next time, listen to some new music. You just may surprise yourself.